song king. That song like you sing and king like a king and queen. Today's guest had one of the most beautiful and fun looking weddings that I've ever seen. And I'm not just saying that because it has a number of similarities to my own. Thank you. (laughs) From an event where all the guests dressed in white to a hangover pool party on the final day, this colorful Mexico wedding would definitely be on my Pinterest board if I wasn't already married. She and her husband, Mike, were even introduced to You and Me by Flume, which listeners will remember was my and Adam's first dance song. Wait, no way. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, enough about me and from me. Let's get all the details from the bride herself. Cleo, welcome to On Brand Brides. Thank you so much for having me. You're, you're too sweet. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of weddings, so I'm, I'm very flattered. No, seriously, I'm obsessed with your everything that I've seen so far. So I'm really excited to ask you some more questions and hear some of like the stories and the details that don't really come across on, you know, pictures and social media. Totally. And it's funny to you say that because our photographer was very much part of our, we became really close friends with him. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to make sure that he was part of the party. And it's very clear at what point in the night he became a part of the party. (laughs) Because we don't have footage for what happened after that point in the night. Um, and so we relied on people's camera footage to fill in those mm-hmm. blanks. But um, yeah, there's a lot that you don't actually see in the photos. So I'm excited <laughs> to dive in. I feel like the um, kind of like camera photos from the guests um, are perfect for kind of like the vibe at the end of the night anyways. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> a little the blurrier, bit blurry. The better. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so before we get into like the details about your wedding, um, I want to talk about you a little bit, introduce you and Mike. How would you describe your brand as for yourself and as a couple? It's really funny because I, and this is in my vows as well, I refer to the various stages of Mike as a human. Uh, Mike 1.0 was who I met when we first met. And Mike 1.0 is mm-hmm. very different from who Mike, we say 10.0 is today. Um, and Mike 10.0, like we very much morphed into like the same human. We yeah. like to do the very same things. Like I'm a, I'm very big into food and travel. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up living around the world. And so we moved every two years. My family is in hospitality. So they've oh. always been very much into food and travel and an ex-boyfriend who couldn't keep up with my <laughs> desire to like travel and eat and do all the things. Um, and when I first met Mike, he was interested. Like there was, there was, I saw like potential, like he enjoyed yeah. dining out. He liked traveling um, and he was very curious. And so I would say that like, love that. the thing that really drew me to him is how curious he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, neither of us like to do the same thing twice. It's a blessing and a curse. So we're very, I love that. yeah, we're very adventurous people. Like for example, like moving to San Francisco, we had been in LA for five to six years. We both had mm-hmm. the itch. We're like, mm, let's just do it. Let's try something new. So oh I guess that's God. kind of our brand is like, we're very, we like to plan, but we also have appetite for spontaneity and, and mm-hmm. changing things up and doing things differently um, from everybody else, but also inspiring others. Like I, everyone's like, oh, like, have you ever thought about becoming an influencer? I'm like, no, that's not, that's <laughs> not my vibe, but I will influence the people that I love. Yeah. Um, and Mike's the same way. We're both the kind of people that if we like something, we need everybody around us to know about it. Like <laughs> I have, I, there's a running joke that I have sold Dyson's to like, tons of people oh my god I, I'm also a Dyson fangirl <laughs> yeah I mean I would I'll tell anybody like if there's anything that I love I'll tell 
I'm not a gatekeeper. I guess that's also our brand. Like we, mm-hmm. we don't gatekeep at all. Like we're very much, we love to share. We love to host. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would be our, our vibe if that's, that answers yeah. your question. No, it totally does. And I, ugh, I definitely relate to that as well. Just being adventurous and like wanting to try new things and just really enjoying, not just enjoying it yourself, but wanting to share that with the people that you love and like introduce them to cool new experiences that you have as well. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And I think we're, both of us are, when, when we're doom scrolling, it's not yeah. just like scrolling. We're like actively on our phones looking for things to do. Mm-hmm. And so our, our text messages are mostly us sending links to things like, Hey, we should check this out. And like, we have a whole notion board where we're planning. <laughs> it's just a lot. It's a lot, but we oh have, my like God. A, we have a lot of, um, spots that we want to hit and then we have like a checkboard like yep been there done that moving on to the next spot so (laughs) yeah we're very we're very curious um yeah I love that so how did you kind of take that like adventurous curious spirit and like use it to plan your wedding yeah so the very first thing was obviously where are we going to do this um Mm -hmm. as I mentioned earlier my like I grew up living around the world moving every two years don't really have a sense of like where is home? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Mike grew up in Hong Kong, born and raised, and came to the U.S. for college. Mm-hmm. So as a starter point, both of us are not from the U.S. Yeah, and we didn't want to have our wedding in the U.S. Even though all of our relationship has been in the country, mm-hmm. neither of us feel particularly tied down to the U.S. Makes sense. Um, but we, while we have a lot of friends here, um, I think one of our criteria was to have our wedding in a place that would be a destination for everybody. So, yeah. and I, and it sounds like a bit of a privilege to be able to say that because it does isolate a lot of people who, who can't um, afford to take the time off of work or to travel, but that was really important to us. And you know what, if, if our friends couldn't make it, we understand and we'll find right. another time to hang out with them. Um, totally. But it, it was a bit of a non-negotiable. It's like, okay, we're gonna do a destination wedding in a place that it's a destination for everybody. And yeah. it's a kind of Cleo and Mike trip. And what that means is it's probably a trip that no one would do if yeah. we didn't make them do it. Um, and so we kind of sat down and we're like, all right, of all the places we've been to together, where, where has been our favorite? And I was like, honestly, Mexico. We both mm-hmm. really, really love Mexico. So random. I was born there. Um, really? And so, <laughs> yeah, I have a Mexican passport. And um, whenever I need to get my U.S. visa renewed, yeah. We go to Mexico to the consulate there, <laughs> and we're we're stuck there for like two weeks. So we, we've gotten oh, very comfortable with Mexico. Yeah, um, super random. But I was like, okay, we love Mexico, but we, I feel like everyone's done Mexico City, um, right? And I know exactly what the weddings there are like. And I was like, yeah, maybe not Mexico City, but we actually had a trip planned to this little town in the middle of nowhere called San Miguel de Allende mm-hmm. in March of 2020. Obviously, didn't oh, happen. oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was his Valentine's Day gift to me. He had bought us a trip there, planned all of it out. Never got to go. Never got to go. <laughs> However, um, what put that location on the map was about. It was a while ago. It was even before like, when we just started dating. I had found this house on a hill in the middle of nowhere, and I sent it to him. And I said, "Could you imagine going with a group of friends and staying here for the week? How cool would that be?" Yeah. Fast forward, we get engaged. Um, and I was like, do you remember that house that I sent you? And it was one of those things where it was killing me. I was like, I need to find that house. Yeah. It was so deep in our text history that I, I found the link to the house. And I was like, <laughs> it's Good in job. San, it, it's, oh, I was, when 
when I am determined, I will do it. Yeah. Um, and I found the house and I was like, oh my gosh, it's in Mexico. And it's in this town called San Miguel. And we were supposed to go there. And so I was like, all right, this seems kind of like fate. I was like, this house, yeah, yeah, like this house could totally host, it looked like it could host a wedding. So Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, let me email the house. And my mom is pretty superstitious and um, she's Chinese. So she was like, all right, you two can get married on these sets of dates. And I was like, yeah, I have some Chinese friends getting married Mm. and they have the same criteria. (laughs) Yep. And I was like, there is literally one day that is on the weekend and that is Thanksgiving (laughs) weekend. And I was like, all right, thanks mom. You gave me nothing to work with. Um, And so I took that date. It was November 25th. Mm -hmm. um, And I was like, you know what, Thanksgiving, that's actually fine because most of our friends are international. And so they typically don't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, Those in the US at least. And so I was like, okay, this actually could be great for them because it's, you don't have to take any days off of work. So I took that date. I emailed the venue and I said, hello, one, um, can you do weddings? And two, are you available on this date for a wedding? And they got back to me and they quoted me a price for a four day buyout. Yeah. It was a four day buyout. And so, um, what that, this is including event fees, but it was seven rooms. So we could host 14 people total. And our Mm -hmm. plan was to have our, when we did have our closest friends stay with us, Mm -hmm. they gave me a price of $6,000 and I was like, Oh my God, per night or, or total. And they said total. And I was like, fantastic. We're not, we didn't even look, we didn't even look anywhere else. We're like, they have our date open. It it was kind of a thing like, is this too good to be true? Because when you're looking at venues in the U.S. and I did, I had, I have friends who gotten married and I was like, you know, when you, when you're in the wedding planning, like we don't, we don't gatekeep, we share as much as we can. And I had friends who are like, yeah, our venue is 20 K. We have to be out by 10 PM. Yeah. And I was like, and that's for a single night. Correct. With with and then you have to bring everything in, and yeah. there's all these rules. You can only work with these planners. The only thing was that we had there was no there was no buts. It was like, yeah, this is it. Here's a contract. Oh my and god! Like, and so we signed. We didn't even look elsewhere. We're like, done. Great. Hell Take yeah, our money for sure. <laughs> yeah, and so that that covered the accommodation for us and mm-hmm. all of our fr- closest friends. Um. And that's, that's kind of how we landed on doing it in San Miguel. I feel everything just kind of fell in place. And we knew that we wanted to, like, my family is a family of hosts. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm not going to just do a one night, thank you, bye. Like, I've been right. to weddings where you have the wedding and then it's, it's you fly for this one thing. And then you and don't even say over. goodbye to anybody. Exactly, because you blacked out. You didn't yeah. say goodbye to anybody. <laughs> so I was like, I want at least, I want to host three to four events. And we ended up doing four. The first night being, we, it wasn't really an official, like we didn't have it on our website, but it was um, for our closest family and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a, we called it a rehearsal dinner, yeah. um, but it was about 35 people at a restaurant. Um, and then we went, we ended up going out to a bar where whoever else was in town, we would meet up. Nice. Um, that was a little bit of a tricky event to plan because it, it was exclusive. Right. Um and it was such a small town. Oh, that's another thing. Sorry. Sidetrack. One of the reasons why we picked this town is because it had that small town vibe yeah. where everybody would run into each other oh, and get yes, to know each other. Yes. I love that. And Which we really, really like because that takes care of the entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like we don't feel like we have to be there 24-7 to entertain our guests because exactly it'll happen organically. And so the first night we did that smaller rehearsal dinner and it was really just the thing too is that we didn't have a whole lot of family 
coming to our weddings because mm-hmm. my family is split between Switzerland and Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. My mom has eight sisters, one brother. Like oh, it wow. just, you invite one and suddenly you have a huge wedding. And we yeah. really wanted to, well, we use our venue as an excuse, honestly, for headcount. We're like, <laughs> I love sorry, that. maximum 90. I um, did notice your picture seemed to be a lot of like young friend looking okay. people. <laughs> so that's the thing. We had 10 people over the age of 35. I would wow. say. Yeah. It was a very young party. So we wanted to make sure that the handful of older people, which was like my godparents, my parents, best friends, mm-hmm. uh, Mike's parents, that, that we get some intimate time with them because I was a little nervous that with all the young people around like that, they would kind of get lost or right. they actually, they were very much part of the party, but <laughs> we wanted to kind of pay their, pay some respects to the elders, you know? So of we course. had this smaller intimate dinner um, and it was them and it was the folks staying at the house with us. So we were kind of able, you know, if anybody were to ask or like, or have side chatter, like, wait, why weren't we invited? Right. It was really just this sort of rehearsal dinner of the people in the house and family. Right. Um, but actually nobody asked. And I think everybody just kind of understands that, you know, it's your wedding. You do whatever yes. makes sense for you. Yeah. And it's not like we invited 80% and 20% was shafted. Like it was a, it was a, a smaller group. And so, yeah. um, we, well, it's also a bit of a testament to you and your guests, because I'm sure like the people that you invite are just like very cool and understanding and like totally. know that it's your day and not about them. Exactly. And I think I will, I will say that I'm really happy we were kind of savage with our invites mm-hmm. because that allowed us to really have control over what we wanted and know Mm -hmm. that everybody understands who we are as people. And I think that's something about Mike and myself is that we're very intentional about how we spend our time and who we spend our time with. We're much more quality over quantity people. Mm -hmm. And that really came out in our wedding. Um, We ended up hitting lucky number 88. Wow. Very lucky. (laughs) Very lucky. But we, so we, we did a no kids. We were like no kids. Um, And that, you know, a lot of people couldn't come, but we had friends who showed up with their kids, found their own babysitters, even oh, though we nice. offered it. They're like, we don't want you to think about it. We'll handle it. That's um, so cool. And I think w- when people are thinking through guest lists, and it's, it's something that a lot of friends have reached out to me about as they're planning, they're like, we want a small wedding. How did you do it? And I'm like, yeah. one, you got to be savage and you have yeah. to be okay with it. And if you lose friends over this, maybe they weren't meant to be your friends. Exactly. To exactly. begin with. And maybe this was the opportunity to to trim that fat. Um, and I'm, <laughs> and I feel like you don't have to explain why you, you shouldn't have to, it's your day. It's not there. It's your day. And I, so we had two things like no kids. And the second thing is we're not meeting anybody for the first time at our wedding. Oh yeah. And, and so like even my best friend, best, best, best friend has a boyfriend. Um, they had started dating for, I would say eight months, but mm-hmm. because of location, I, I've never met him. And mm. I, I told her, I love you to death. I will find the time to meet him. Yeah. Um, but I now is not the time um, yeah. at my wedding because all I'm going to get across is, hello, I'm Cleo. Nice to meet you. Yeah. This is and not the time to like make small talk, get to know each exactly, other. Exactly. You don't want to be at a wedding having a conversation with someone where you're like, okay, I'm ready to get out of this conversation and leave. You a know? thousand percent. You want to be able percent. like just want to spend this quality time with literally any person that you're talking to there. Exactly. And I will, and I will not be myself and I will not be present with that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we'll find another time. And it, everybody accepted that. And they're like, we love this. Um, and it's really the, the plus one culture is so fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, and I think 
I've had I had some friends who like assumed they had a plus one, even though right there on the RSVP it said <laughs> no plus ones unless indicated on your invitation. Yeah, they still RSVP'd, and I had no problem reaching out and be like, "Hey, X Y Z, saw your RSVP come through. Thrilled that you want to be there. Mm-hmm. However, I our head our our guest list did not account for the person's name. Right. Um, unfortunately, our venue is really small. Um, we'll find another time to spend that quality time with your person. If we find ourselves in a situation where we have extra headcount, he's top of mind. We'll yeah. make sure that, you know, he gets an invite. Totally understand. So I think I'm very much the type of person that's going to voice how I feel. I and that. I'd much rather that than at the wedding be like, oh, like why? Like I should have just said something. Yeah. Also, like it's one extra person to feed. The budget doesn't account for that, you know? No, it doesn't. It's like it gets so expensive. Like you want to like focus all of it on the people that you truly care about having around. Yes. So like I guess what I'm saying is like curation. Like that's I think it was actually very important to me. And and, um, I think it really came out. And it's something that a lot of friends commented on. They're like, wow, it's amazing the people that you brought together and there was not one person where we were like, what is this person doing here and why? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little bit of a challenge, though, because I moved every two to three years growing up. So I went to right. a lot of different schools. Lots so of I had disjunct lo- groups of friends. Exactly. And Mike um, had his – I think it's very natural for international school kids to have a lot of friends all around the world. Makes sense. Um, and so we actually had friends fly in from Bangkok, London, Sudan – Dubai. Wow. uh, Canada. We had Australia from all over the place. And so that was another thing. It's like, okay, we have all these people coming from all over the world. One thing that they all have in common is that no one's from Mexico (laughs) and they, they know us. And a lot of the kids had gone to international schools growing up. So it was like a very, everyone said that it just felt like home almost like the people that they were meeting were people that they would have been friends with if they went to school with them yeah Um, and there was a very key like a pivotal moment at the wedding that was a very organic moment that I think set the wedding day up for success was Mm -hmm. so we had our night where we had the rehearsal dinner and then we went um bar hopping with whoever was in town but the next night we had our parade where everybody wore white except we were extra I wore red Mike wore pink. Love um, it. Love it. And, I also wore pink at my white party. So. Okay. I love that. Love that. Um, <laughs> and, and in this town specifically, they they do this tradition where you have a mariachi band follow the bride and groom through the town. Um, and yeah. they have these puppets. And I had randomly texted our planner what we were going to wear. Um, yeah. And she got the puppets to wear exactly what we were wearing. That so is they were like, so cool. And they were, they were like 10 feet tall, yes. right? They're not just yes. like regular puppets. No, they were massive figurines of us. And it was total surprise that they were dressed like us. Um, That's so cool that, that, you, that you were surprised about that. I love no that idea. for you. Had no idea. Um, and so then we, we do the whole parade thing. We go up to a bar for drinks. And then I have this one friend who has not changed since high school. He was... <laughs> the schemer, he would plan all the parties. Mm-hmm. He started going around to random guests saying after party at our Airbnb, the password is Casa Von Young because mm-hmm. my la- my last name is Von Siebenthal. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike's last name is Young. So the, oh, okay. the, 
for the weekend were like Casa Von Young. Anyways, he was telling everybody that password. And um, one thing that we did that I actually recommend anybody doing a destination wedding do is set up a WhatsApp group where yeah. everybody is a part of because people are asking questions and other people can answer on our behalf so that we're not like, getting a million so texts left, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this guy um, blasted in the group where the after party was just show up. And so naturally everybody migrated there. And it was like, it was so beautiful for me to see all the people from different walks of our lives, just like yeah. hanging out on this rooftop. Yes. By the way, this Airbnb and was socializing insane. and socializing and organically. Like we didn't have to facilitate anything. Like there was not a moment where I was like, have you met so-and-so like you guys should talk. They were already talking. Um, and so like, that I think I had to go to bed because the next day was a wedding day. Right. So I actually, I told my friends, you drag me out at 9 PM. They let me stay till 11 at 11. <laughs> they're like, all right, clear. We got to go. Um, so I was in bed by 11, but apparently that continued on to like 2 AM. Um, wow. and people, people were like best buds at the end of that. And so Love the that. next day at the ceremony, people were sitting next to mixed groups of people that they had met the night before. Oh my gosh. Um, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was very, it was really, really nice. And I think that's also part of the small town vibes is it was so easy for everybody just to walk to this next location um, and continue the night and not feel like, Oh, my hotel's like 20 minutes away. And there was no coordinating. Like everything was on foot. Um, So that was really, really great. And um, we, for the ceremony, we also, instead of flower girls, we had beer boys. Oh my gosh. And how did you decide to do that? Um, well, I know we you didn't have one, kids. No kids. Yeah. <laughs> no kids. Exactly. No kids. And then I honestly, I had seen a TikTok and I was like, this is so fun. And <laughs> immediately I had two people in mind, Mike's best friends, both degenerates, love them. I was like, <laughs> how funny would it be if Aaron and Ashwin were our flower boys? No brainer. Yeah. And they would be down and they would, they would bring the energy. Yeah. And also I feel like sometimes ceremonies can feel a little stiff. Yes. Um, and they're very emotional and they're, they're just if people sit there, they don't know what to do. And so I felt like the beer would really help take the edge off. Right. Um, you're setting it, a tone. You're like, this is a casual fun thing. Totally. And, and that was another thing, like a non-negotiable for our wedding for Mike and I was like, we want everybody to feel like they're coming to our home mm-hmm. and just they're relaxed. They're having fun. And there's, yeah. they don't have to think about anything. Right. Um, and so we really wanted to create that home that homey vibe and hence like communal tables. Um, another thing we did was we didn't, we wanted to make sure that we didn't group people by clicks because we've been to mm-hmm. weddings where it's very clear. That's the random table where we didn't know what to do with those people. Oh yeah. Um, I hate that. And, yeah. And so we were very intentional. I honestly think there were two things that we spent the most time on. One was playlists mm-hmm. and two was seating arrangements. Okay. Um, yeah. Playlist because Mike is really big on music. Um, yeah. He is a numbers guy, but also very talented um, with music. And so, actually, instead of a first man of dance, many be- talents, many of many talents. Um, I I one don't enjoy a first dance at a wedding if it's just wiggling, and I feel like that would have been our first dance is wiggling. Right. And so I was like, instead of that, like let's have Mike play me a song. And Mike was like, done. So we had the only grand piano in San Miguel the only one we could find <laughs> we rented it out um and we had him I didn't know what the song was going to be but he played yeah. he played it and sang a song um and so yeah that sorry music is a big thing um for us <laughs> wait and I want to hear other, more about this the I'll song get, afterwards yeah. Yeah, yeah 
I'll get to that. Um, so music we spent a lot of time on and then seating arrangements we play, spent a lot of time on. And mm-hmm. then the third piece is like details because I'm very big about the details. Right. Um, I'll start with the, the seating arrangement. Um, we wanted to make sure that nobody was at a table where they didn't know anybody. Right, right. But there was never more than 50% of a crew. Of a group. Per table. Yeah. So it so forces them everybody. to mingle and yeah. then like get meet more people and yes. yeah, it doesn't so isolate we, anyone. Totally. We split everybody up. Um, and everybody had at least one buddy, but the tables made absolute sense. Like mm-hmm. when we were walking around, going around, somebody was like, this is a degenerate table. And I'm like, hundred <laughs> percent, that's a degenerate table. Yeah. Um, and then we had another table of friends that we knew were all trying to move to New York. So we put them all together. Like, oh my gosh. All, yeah. So like, if you're all going to move to New York, great. Now you know each other, run with it. Um, I love that. Yeah. And then we also had a table of San Francisco friends who had never met each other. Um, from our different pockets of life. And so we actually now have a group chat. It was, it was, um, table five. We still have it. Um, and we now get together as a group and these people all met at our wedding. Oh my God. Um, I love that. Yeah. So we were super intentional about the seating arrangement and then the details piece. I am, and it, it, as as we were planning, Mike was like, all right, I'm good with numbers. I'm good with music. You are good with colors, aesthetics, looks. So we'll just I knew the budget. Match made in heaven. Exactly. So it was easy. Like we just, we never fought. There was nothing to argue about. It was very much, that's your lane. This is my lane. Yeah. Is $300 for disco ball really necessary? Yes, it is. (laughs) Okay, great. You can have your disco ball. So it was very like, and and I was like, is $1,000 for a grand piano necessary? He was like, yes. I'm like, okay, great. You get your piano. I get my disco ball. You know, so it was like, we were very, um, very, like, and that's also wild. Like a piano in Mexico is $1,000. Yeah, like, it was that more was than a our DJ. sixth of your ve- wedding venue. Yeah, correct. Cost. <laughs> but you know what? It all balances out because no, for sure, others are expensive. Exactly. Um, and then the other thing, and this is kind of funny, is I. And this is where, like, I would say it was an absolute dream, perfect wedding. Mm-hmm. Only one thing went wrong, and okay. apparently, only I was bothered by it. Um, that tends to so, be the case, totally. And and that's exactly what all of my friends were like. We were like, "What? That happened?" Um, <laughs> so we're at cocktail hour, and the, one of the reasons why I was thrilled about the wedding being in November in San Miguel is because that's when the weather is absolutely perfect. And yeah. climate wise, it was. Right. We're at cocktail hour. I look at I look at the skyline. I'm like. That is rain. And <gasps> my, my planner was like, yes, that is rain. But That's don't rain. worry. We, we have a plan. You don't have to think about it. And I'm like, okay. Love that. So we, I was like, she said she's got a plan. We got a plan. But 100% it was going to rain. And yeah. it was in an open courtyard. So the home had like an open courtyard. But most of the tables were under a roof. Okay. And then two tables, our table, was of course. exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our dance floor. Right. And so – fine it started raining and very quickly they moved the tables honestly in hindsight had we invited 10 more people i don't know how we would have made this work so i'm very happy <laughs> that we were so tight with our guest count the side areas just fit those two extra tables to get mm-hmm. out of the the rain however i found a muralist on instagram and i had asked her to hand paint a dance floor for us oh my god that's awesome yeah i worked with her to like pick the colors and she did a beautiful job with this floral abstract hand painted mural on our dance floor it starts raining good thing is is that 
it started raining before dinner started. So we had moved. Okay. And then and then it was as we were eating. Well, actually, mm-hmm. everybody was on the dance floor before dinner started. I love that. I also did a little. Did you plan the dance party before or did people just naturally get up on there? No. So what happened was we made our entrance. Yes. And the first dish on our menu was a shot of tequila. Because I am not a fan of gazpacho. I go to a wedding, there's a cold <laughs> soup on the menu. I'm like, I don't want this. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I when we went for a tasting, I told the um, the menu, uh, the caterer, I was like, I just don't want gazpacho on the menu. But right. how about we do a trio, um, a shot of tequila followed mm-hmm. by a shooter, which is like this tomato soup. I was like, fine, that's fine. Okay. If, that's a, if that's a chaser, I'll take it. Sure. And then like this little <laughs> this little bite of like a Mexican corn. I love this. This is such a cool idea. Yeah. And so we guided everybody. We, like, we wanted everybody to do this together. So we did our entrance, welcome speech, our opening speech, and then we all um, did the shot together. And so that was what kind of set the tone. Um, and then din- well, dinner is starting to get served and everybody's on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. And then it starts raining. And so we're all like dancing in the rain. We realize, okay, maybe we should eat dinner. But by the time we look back at the tables, they've already been moved. Now, downpour during dinner. No one noticed, oh apparently, God. except me. Um, That's crazy. That, yeah, I mean, they, they were just having so much fun. Yeah, and it was also the only night that it had rained in San Miguel <laughs> in the month of November. And my mom was like, it's of good course. luck. Okay, great. Okay. Um, and we... So then what happened was dinner happens and we start dancing on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. The paint no. comes off the dance floor. No. All over everybody's shoes. <gasps> oh, no. All over everybody's shoes. Um, <laughs> but also nobody cared. And it was really funny because the next day, one of our friends had posted in the group chat, hey, guys, on the corner of this is the main square. There's a guy who will shine your shoes for literally two US dollars. <laughs> and so everybody lined up with their shoes and got all the paint off. That's so funny. Supporting local businesses. Totally. <laughs> I wish I had a photo, but it was like a whole line of our guests with their nice, it was mostly the guys with their dress shoes, yeah. getting them shined. Um, but thankfully it was like a, um, a water-based paint. So it came mm-hmm. off. Um, and so, yeah, that was like the one thing that like happened that was like a shit. Yeah, it it went wrong, but it ended up not being too bad. No, and it was really funny at the end of it. Like the 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 floor was beautiful while it lasted, and it's still worth it in my opinion. I almost feel like that story like made it worth all of that hassle of like the oh, rain yeah. and the pain and like everyone yes. being in line together. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And then um, I on the topic of details, I when when I go to weddings, I, personally, I never take home whatever the favorite baggies yeah exactly mm-hmm. whatever the gifts are and I always feel like it's such a shame because they spent so much money on that right um and if there's no day after party there's no opportunity to pick that up like you're totally you're, you're on your way home and so I'm also a very practical person um nice. and so I wanted something that was custom but also that people would use after the event right and so what we did was we found a local tile maker I actually have mine right here it's a coaster. I love a coaster. Um, so I had a local tile maker. She hand painted these tiles with people's names on them. That's beautiful. Yeah. And so we use this on a big, like the sign. Oh, as like your seating chart? Exactly. So like take a tile, find your seat. Um, and so we did that. And it's been really fun going to like our friends' homes and seeing the tiles. Like yeah. two weekends or yeah, two weeks ago we were in Hawaii and my family friend, we were staying with him and he had his tiles on the table. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. <gasps> That is um, really and, cool. Yeah. And they'll like and always everyone, remember that weekend with you every time they see it. Right. Exactly. And like 
surprisingly, we only had 10 um, to hold on to for the mm-hmm. day after. Everybody ended up taking them home. Um, nice. But like when we had, when we were planning the day after brunch, we we're like, okay, like how many people do we realistically think will show up? Right. Um, of the 88 guests, 80 people showed up. Oh, wow. Okay. Which was like a big turnout. Um, yeah. Even like the the 10 people over 35 years old, they were there. They were ready to keep going. And that was like, it was such a easy event because everybody knew each other already. Um, I actually just thought of the one other thing that didn't go well at our wedding. Oh, okay. It was actually a big one. And it actually has to do with the dance floor as well. <laughs> <laughs> so during speeches, it had rained. The dance floor was wet. Right. Um, during speeches, Mike's mom was standing behind me. Um, listening to Mike's best friend uh, give his speech. All I remember seeing was our, our MC picking her up from the floor. Oh. What had happened was, and our MC did a fantastic job of diverting attention to make sure mm-hmm. that no one would see, because it was during the speech, like, he didn't want the eyes. But what had happened was, the floor was slippery, his mom took a step backwards, and missed the ledge, and broke her arm. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. So, I had caught it, but I just thought that she had fallen, and I, like... Right continue listening to the speech because she was being taken care of. Around 1 a.m., I'm walking my dad um, to the shuttles and I was like, oh, dad, Mike's mom fell. And my dad was like, did someone tell you or did you see it? And I was Mm -hmm. like, I saw it. And he was like, okay, we didn't want to tell you and Mike because we wanted you to enjoy the rest of your night. But Mike's mom's at the hospital. She (gasps) broke her arm. Oh my God. And she needs to get surgery. And I was like, what? (sighs) And he was like, but you can't tell Mike. And I was like, what? So this was like, honestly, the first test of marriage, because there is not one thing I don't tell Mike. I tell right. Mike everything. Right. And so I was like, all right. Okay, so she's fine. She's just yeah. in a random hospital in the middle of nowhere in Mexico with a broken arm. Oh my gosh. And needs surgery. And we're supposed to fly home tomorrow, but okay. So I go back, continue partying. And <laughs> at the end of the night, it's like, 2.30 a.m., Mike and I are in bed debriefing. Love the post-wedding debrief. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we're laying in bed, and Mike was like, huh, like, my parents didn't say bye tonight. Uh, <laughs> may- maybe we were having too much fun. They didn't want to interrupt us. But also, yeah. like, after every event, his my- his dad yeah. was take- would send, like, at least 300 photos into their family chat. Aww. And he was like, but dad didn't send any photos in our family chat tonight. Yeah. Maybe they were just tired. I don't know. And I had to sit there in silence, knowing this information, and I couldn't say anything. And I was like, mm-hmm. and it was like the happiest I've ever seen Mike in his entire life. I was yeah. not going to drop this bomb because I knew she was fine. Yeah. Also, like, what can and right we have before bed, at that bed hour? and like, there's yeah. nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, um, thankfully, one of the staff had driven her or driven her to the hospital, and she truly like was staying overnight. She was totally fine. His dad was with her. Um, and so the next morning at like 7 a.m., I was like, okay, it's the next day. I feel like I can say something now. Yeah. I start poking him. I'm like, Mike, 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 I have to tell you something. Um, and he wakes up and he's like, what's up? And I was like, well, um, your mom broke her arm and is in the hospital, but she's fine. And he obviously like starts freaking out, like yeah. making the phone calls. And so I will say at the at the pool party, Mike was a little bit absent because mm-hmm. he's totally he was Distracted. like, feeling, yeah, he was like, I don't feel like I should be here right now because yeah. my mom's in the hospital. But I was like, at the same time, I don't think your mom would want you to miss this right. when she knows that she's going to be okay. Exactly. Um, so uh, towards the end of the, the, the pool party, people didn't want to leave. It was like 6 p.m. Sun was setting. They were also hanging out. I was like, all right, <laughs> I'll hold down the fort. You go to the hospital. Was the pool um, party also at the house that? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We brought everybody back. So like nice. at least 
we didn't have to go anywhere after that. Mm-hmm. So Mike goes to the hospital. The, the worst thing is, is that the mom and dad, they live in Hong Kong. And at this time, Hong Kong mm-hmm. um, still had very, very strict quarantine restrictions on, on travel back, uh, COVID right. related. So you have to test upon arrival. Mike's mom oh, okay. tests positive upon arrival. <gasps> In Hong Kong. No. And they put her into mandatory seven-day quarantine. And so she couldn't do her surgery. Oh, my God. I know. And so even though every test that she took, every home test after that airport test was negative. So we think it was a – because she had no symptoms. We think it was a false positive. They wouldn't let her go. Um, And so the the last – I guess the last couple hours of the wedding and, like, the last moments of it were really around this – hectic drama also both of my parents tested positive upon arrival in the u.s but like honestly (laughs) we we were really surprised that they were the only one and and so we were like you know what we'll take it uh at least at least it was after the wedding and not before or during yeah we're fine everybody's fine um so that was a little bit of the drama that happened because like honestly at the wedding a lot this is also a lot of our friends from hong kong their first time leaving hong kong during the pandemic and it was their first time not wearing masks Mm -hmm. and being out in the wild so they were all like fresh and we were like everyone's gonna get covid like they're ready they are ready. <laughs> yeah. um but surprisingly no one did except my parents and maybe mike's parents we don't know yeah. um but it was it was really i think a relief for everybody too to feel like it was normal life um in mm-hmm. this small town in the middle of nowhere and so it was truly three to four days of just it felt like it wasn't reality um, yeah I mean, it sounds like a dream. I mean, in the beginning, you were kind of saying like you wanted it to feel kind of like a little like uh, Cleo and Mike vacation. Yeah. It really does sound like that. Yeah. And we um, we put together we got a lot of feedback about our wedding and how detailed it was and how it was like everyone was like, you should start a blog. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I wouldn't enjoy it as much if I did this as my job. Right. Like I'm sharing this with the people that I love. We curated a a whole map and all of our favorite yeah. spots. It's already and- exhausting to post everything online, oh, yeah. to be honest. Totally. A hundred percent. But I was I was really, like, that was one thing that I enjoyed doing was, like, creating the, the itinerary for everybody to have yeah. that Cleo and Mike um, weekend. And they all, they all really did. And I'm still getting messages from everybody about how it was a dream. And um, yeah. it, I, we're still waiting for our video. And so when we get that video, I feel like I'll I really, want to see that as soon as you get I'll, it. I'll, I'll definitely share it. I'll definitely share it. Um, but yeah, I've been rattling. Do you have questions for me? <laughs> I feel like um, you could have just did, done this episode without me. I love it. No. <laughs> no, that was awesome. I feel like I really got a sense for kind of the whole weekend. And I think just like from your energy, I can tell like how fun and exciting you must have been. Your friends and your guests must have just had the absolute best time. Um, I did want to go back to one thing that you were starting to talk about earlier. And that was Mike playing the piano for you. Yeah. Okay. So we're the type of couple that you'll probably forget that we're a couple when you're hanging out with us. I love that. We're Mm -hmm. non-PDA. We're just like, like, we have so many friends who are our third wheel, but yeah, but they don't feel like they, a third wheel. Totally. Like we went to Hawaii a couple of weeks ago with my best friend. And like, if anything, I was her and Mike's third wheel. Like it's yeah. just, <laughs> we're not, we're not PDA. Like we're not, you know, we, we, we separate that. Um, mm-hmm. And so the thought of doing a first dance in front of everybody, I was like, Oh, that's so like, not us. Yeah. Um, off brand. Yeah. Off brand. Off brand. Where there are some couples where like, 
I cannot wait to see them dance. Like they have this <laughs> amazing choreograph thing and I'm like, damn, love that for them. But it just is is not organic to us. And so I yeah. was like, okay, well, I do think we'll, we'll do an entrance, but I do think it'd be cool if like we did something a little non-traditional. Also, Mike used to do acapella, um, used to sing acapella in college. Oh, wow. Um, and he always talked about how he like wants to get back into singing, but he plays piano, big self-taught like by ear. So he's just naturally very talented at the piano. Holy shit, that's amazing. I was like, why don't we just do a little performance if you're down? And he was like, I- I'll do it. And so yeah. he was renting out, he would book out a, a piano room somewhere in the mission here in SF. Cool. And would just play for an hour. So I had no idea what he was going to sing and um, play. And he ended up um, singing or playing a song called Love Like This by Ben Rector. And it was mm. very much... Um, it very much captured our um, our relationship and it's about how this girl comes into this guy's life and like changes him I guess like my 10.0 my 10.0 exactly and so that kind of goes back to the vows yeah Um, like the first line has never been an early riser used to be an up all nighter yeah um but now we're both morning early birds um yeah so like it was a very meaningful song and then there was an encore we and he knew it was coming he knew everybody was gonna ask me another song (laughs) and so he played his backup um which was your song elton john oh my Um, god i love that song and that catered to the 10 older people in the crowd too they loved it (laughs) Um, but yeah that's so so we ended up doing doing that and it was it was really special and i I was like okay like where do i go we didn't even think this Mm -hmm. through like do i just sit at my chair in my chair or like do I sit in front of yeah. him didn't think that through um and then it ended up like there was a little fountain where uh-huh. all of our guests were behind so one of my friends was like go sit there so I like sat in front of the fountain and facing him and everybody was behind me yeah and so I got these really nice shots from friends of like the, my back just like facing Mike and him singing to everybody and it was really nice and everybody started singing along yeah um, so it was really sweet and it, and it was it felt very authentic um to us because Mike at any party if there's a piano or a guitar he becomes like a monkey everyone's like oh play this play that yeah Um, and so like he got to do that for everybody oh that's that's so sweet um okay so we've talked about like all of these like amazing things and I love how you just sound like so sure of yourself of like how you wanted to approach this. Like you're going to be savage about the guest list. You were going to like do these details. You wanted blah, 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 blah. Um, were there any like things that you wish you knew before the wedding? Ooh, that's a good. So I think that's one thing that my dad said in, in, in his speech was that I've always been someone to know exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I always like it's, it's, I think, and when friends come to me to ask for advice about wedding planning, I, I tell them, like, if you are someone that's – so I guess I ended up going with a planner who was much more an executor versus an ideas person. Okay. And this worked for me. Yeah. But I could have seen a scenario where it would not have worked for somebody who needs guidance and who doesn't yeah. really know. It could have been a disaster. Yeah. And so I think when going into this, I, I didn't know, actually, that she was not really – an ideas person I, I learned mm-hmm. this myself but then I was kind of like I'm kind of okay with this because yeah she's just gonna do whatever I tell her and that's kind of really nice that's all you um, want really and I, maybe I don't want her ideas you know and, <laughs> yeah. and so this is advice that I give to other people like when you're looking for a planner because if I had been the indecisive type mm-hmm. disaster totally would have been a disaster and so I tell them like if just make sure that your planner is someone that fits you very well like it's very important like don't just go with the first person like if you feel that connection like it's a very real thing as much as it is like when you put on your dress that feeling of like this is the one that's how you should feel with your planner yeah um 
in hindsight, I think I wish I would have spent a little bit more time, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have a lot of options, Um, but it worked out for me, but small town. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I tell others is like, make sure that like, if there are planners who are just executors and there are others Mm -hmm. who have ideas, if you need ideas, make sure that their vibe is exact, like that they just get you. Yes. Um, yeah. Because you want their stuff. ideas to mesh with your ideas. Exactly. Because if you are somebody who wants white roses, chandelier, and they're sending you rustic boho tiles and all that, like, yeah, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Um, so that's one thing. And I think I didn't really, I think I did a lot of research on my own prior and I really, I'm a product manager. Okay. And so I can kind of tell. It, yeah. It's, all, it's it, I think it just kind of, I'm a very organized, I like, I'm the kind of person that I don't really ask people before I do my own research. Right. And I like to be very well prepared before I go into anything. And so mm-hmm. I just did all of my research prior. So I felt very ready. And I, I'm trying to think like, was there anything at your wedding that like you wish in hindsight you, you knew? Honestly, for me, the biggest thing was just like being better at delegating. Um, I'm kind of similar to you where like I knew exactly what I wanted and I like I planned pretty much everything. I had a coordinator, not really a planner Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. just made sure everything like was executed. But there were so many things that I should have just like told other people like here's what it is on the day of yeah. that way someone can answer that question. Cause in my head I was like, Oh, if someone doesn't know, they can just ask me, but hundred percent. So that's actually a really good point. You bring that up. So we didn't do bridesmaids or groomsmen. Ooh, I was like, okay. I am um, one personally do not enjoy being a bridesmaid. Yeah. Um, and I've actually two, never been one. So, oh, okay. Yeah. My first bachelorette party was my own and like, I've never oh, been wow. a bridesmaid. So I honestly okay. had no idea what I should ask them to do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think like it also is very much based on your experience. I yeah. have been in a situation where it was for a family friend, older mm-hmm. group of people, didn't know anybody, had to plan all of it. So it, it just, some experiences can like kind of taint um, yeah. your experience and, and, and that I was like, I, one, I don't want to burden anybody. I don't want anybody yeah. to feel yeah. like they have to do anything for me. And I, like you, I don't like to ask for help. Yeah. Um, I like to ask questions, but then I'll do it on my own after I yeah. have that information. And then, so we were like, you know what? No bridesmaids, no groomsmen. One, also don't want to pick friends. Um, yeah. And so we just kind of left it at that. And, I, and then I was like, day of, I was like, crap, like, who's going to help me, like, <laughs> tape my dress or like, yeah. I, like you, so I guess what I'm saying is like you, 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 you need somebody. You need at least one person that you can mm-hmm. count on that day of. And obviously, my best friend, she, she, in her head was like, "You're telling me you don't need help, but I am there. I am ready. Yeah. I am." That's I like am the your best he- kind of friend. Yeah, yeah, she knew. And yeah. even like after, she, she said she actually brought this up when we were in Hawaii. She said you said something to me on the dance floor that made me so happy because I'm not a very, um. I guess my love, my love language is more actions versus like mm-hmm. words, uh, words. Exactly. I'm like, I'm a tough lover. Mm-hmm. And I told her that she's like a weighted blanket to me because I always feel very safe around her. Oh. And, and she was like, I wish I recorded that. Cause you'll never say that to me again. <laughs> um, but like, the day of like, she comes to the room and she was like, I'm going to help you. And you're not going to say no. And I'm like, okay, yeah. thank you. I really need your help. Yeah. Um, and so it was like little things like making sure that I was eating, making sure that I was drinking, Um, questions were all going to her she was like spot checking my dress my hair and like if she hadn't been there I don't know my like I don't know my photos of my bra would have been like popping out so like she just was there for me and I think um on the same sort of topic of like delegating Mm -hmm. it's just 
if you don't want to have a big bridal party or people like you, you do need one person. Yeah. And yeah. you're Just not one burdening person you them. can count on that you're like, exactly. I don't want to burden someone, but like, if yeah. I need help, you're going to be it. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And that person, it, she told me that it, it felt like a gift yeah. that she was able to give me yeah. um, to be there. And so, yeah, like in hindsight, you do need help and it's okay yeah. to ask for help. And I think guests really want that. There's one yeah. other thing that I actually have been giving friends the advice is we had no registry on our mm-hmm. website. We said your attendance is all we could ask your for. Your presence is knew. a present. That's exactly what we said. Copy pasted from Google. <laughs> um, and we, we, we told everybody like we knew that it was a big investment to be there. Yeah. So please, no gifts. Also, we live together. We've been living together for three, four years. There's not one thing we you need. You already have truly. all the Dysons. Exactly. But what else do you need? Um, and so we made that very clear on our website. But then what mm-hmm. ended up happening is people started going rogue and sending <laughs> us gifts. Oh and we gosh. end up with things where we're like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> and it's like very expensive gifts where I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, what do I do? Where? What? So my, my I guess, advice to people is everybody's going to want to – well, not everybody – a lot of people are still going to want to give because in a lot of yeah. cultures, like in the Chinese culture, mm-hmm. um, and in a lot of like a lot of my friends are from the Middle East. In that culture, you have to give something. You don't right. show up empty-handed. And so, actually, a lot of friends looked up what gifts culture is in the Chinese culture, and they brought red mm-hmm. envelopes, which I thought was really uh-huh. sweet. Yeah. yeah, which they like they like wanted to at least um, be in line with the culture. But yeah. then we had people sending rogue things, and so I tell people, one. Even if the registry feels like outside of your comfort zone because it's not, it's mm-hmm. not part of your culture, it's part of someone else's culture and, and yeah. it'll limit random things showing up at your door and, and yeah. you end up with things that you don't know what to do with it. And so, you know, and some people are like, okay, but what about a honeymoon fund? It feels kind of tacky to ask for money. I'm like, you know, it's not because it's not. A, lot, a lot of people do this and at this point it's become normal and mm-hmm. it still gives people a way to contribute and at the end of the day that's what they wanted they want to do and they're going to find a way to do that exactly Um, so you might as well give them a little bit of direction in a way you will find useful because I think everyone when they give a gift they want it to be like used and appreciated anyways so they'd rather you tell them than be like oh should I buy them like towels and stuff exactly (laughs) and then also what ends up happening and happened with us is like a lot of friends go and ask friends Mm-hmm. What are you getting them? What should we get them? And then mm-hmm. I end up getting the question of like, hey, so-and-so is asking me, like, what do you guys want? And I'm yeah. like, truly nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like give people direction, even though it might feel unnatural to you. You can still have a way of saying, please, no gifts. Yes. But if you insist. If you insist, like you can yeah. do this. I exactly. I think that's such good advice because you make such a good point. I think people will often just feel uncomfortable not giving something. Yeah. Um, and like you said, like it is such a part of like a lot of people's culture that like mm-hmm. it would feel almost inappropriate to them. So right. it's like, yeah, just give them a couple of different things. For us, like honeymoon fund felt because we pretty much only wanted um like stuff to the honeymoon fund if people were gonna give us anything um but I try to like break up like different funds for different experiences we wanted for our honeymoon so it was like I love whale watching trip safari wine tasting and then they could kind of feel like they were buying us a whale watching trip or whatever 
I love that because actually on that note, I remember talking to my mom about this concept of a honeymoon fund and she mm-hmm. was very much like, no, if you can't afford it, don't do it. And I'm like, all right, mom, <laughs> like, that's different. That's not that's the a, point. But, that's not yeah. the point. It's really giving people a way to Feel contribute because like they want to. Yeah. And then she was like, but how do you know that they'll actually spend the money on their honeymoon? And I'm like, well, yeah. you don't. And that's, yeah. that's, it's fine. But like, I think in your situation where you did, you carved out the different experiences, like mm-hmm. you're actually going to do that. Yes. Um, and so for those guests who are like, how do we know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It, no, it's cool. It's cool. Cause yeah. I definitely like, I posted on our, like my Instagram, like on our whale watching trip or whatever. Love, and then people yeah, are like, yeah. Oh my God, you did it. Like, I'm so glad and stuff. Yeah. So. Exactly, exactly. And so they, they feel like even more, I guess, a part of yeah. like your relationship and what happened after sure. the wedding. Like they contributed to it. So it feels I get personal. It it's the exactly. way that like if you're at their house and you saw the towels, like, you know, they gave you or whatever. It's exactly. similar, but more appreciated. Exactly. Yeah. So like going back, like I was previously very anti-registry because it just mm-hmm. is not part of our culture. But now I fully get it. Yeah. I fully get it. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Cleo, I am so glad that Amy and Eugene introduced oh, us. I'm glad too. They told me that we were pretty similar to, and um, I, this I entire conversation, I'm just like, everything you say, I'm like, same, same, Wait, same. You're not, are you, you're not a Capricorn, are you? No, I'm a Gemini. Okay. You're okay, a Capricorn? That been, I am. I am. <laughs> but I have, I have some cancer in me and some Aquarius. Oh, okay. So it, I it see. Brings down I see. The, it brings down the intensity. <laughs> well, the organization and confidence and stuff, definitely Capricorn energy. Yes, <laughs> yes. That, that, that would be me. Um, no, I'm really glad. It's really funny because they were raving about how amazing your wedding was. And I didn't even realize until later that they weren't even there. They weren't even there. <laughs> they were just like, it was so cool, so beautiful, so much fun. And I was like, really? So like, what were your favorite details about it? They're like, oh, we weren't, we weren't there. We just saw pictures. It's so funny because I like I'm I love to share and mm-hmm. I forget that like there are some people who actually watch all of my content yeah. and like it'll come up in conversation I'm like oh like oh you saw all of you it you saw that like, yeah even even the videos of Mike and I dancing on tables at the end of our wedding and <laughs> pouring shots down people's throats you saw that um but yeah so we we um, were at a wedding in India Mm-hmm. And um, and that's where we we saw Amy um, and Eugene and chit chatted yeah. and we see them again at a wedding. In, same couple is having their second wedding in June, oh. so we'll see them again there. Yeah, international schools, yeah. man. Yep, I know, <laughs> I know. But I'm really glad that they connected us. Um, do you live in yeah. San Francisco? I do. Maybe we should hang oh, out. <laughs> totally, I would love that. Um, I said that this because last year was hectic, as you yeah. know, the year of your wedding. Um, yes. we were traveling a lot, and so I was like, okay, I kind of want to be more intentional about being in the city mm-hmm. and creating our community as a couple now that we're here. And so same, same. we've been doing that. So yeah, we should definitely hang out. I'm okay. For sure. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to get your number after this. Yeah, sounds good. Um, okay. So do you have any final thoughts for the audience? Oof, I feel like I, I shared. So, I mean, really <laughs> my big thing is do what feels right to you and yeah. don't think about what people are going to think and say And I know that some people have different situations where they can't just say no to family or they have these obligations, but I think it's still really important to voice what is important to you. And if say your parents or somebody, they don't receive it the way you want them to, at least you said it and it's out there. Not that you like go with the flow. And at the end you're like, ugh, I really wish I had said something because that tends to be most people's biggest regrets. Yeah, totally. Totally. So I'm like, I I'm all for voicing what's important to you. And then just kind of accepting whatever outcome um, 
but at yeah. least knowing that you 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 said what was important um, for sure you and I mean if you don't a, then like how will they ever know that you exactly to exactly back? and it's okay to be a little savage um it is it's your day and You're everybody's gonna savage. understand yeah, or a lot, honestly, a lot savage, like very yeah. savage. <laughs> I would, I would recommend it. To be honest, I wish I was a yeah. little bit more savage in some things, but whatever. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's your budget, and yeah. not everybody has unlimited funds to put towards yeah. a wedding, and so everybody has to kind of understand. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, Cleo, where can listeners find you to see some of these beautiful pictures that we keep raving about? Yes, on Instagram, my handle is Cleo B O N S I E. So that's half of my last name, Cleo Von Z, C L E O V O N S I E. That would be me. Perfect. And I will also be including that in the episode description and also Perfect. posting some of those pictures on the podcast Instagram at On Brand Brides. Thanks Sounds again, great. Cleo. You're welcome. So nice meeting you and thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for, ha- or thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for coming on. <laughs> okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.